Alleluia. Thank you, Gina and the choir, for bringing that ministry and welcoming that spirit to prepare us for this time of worship. Thank you, Joseph and Haley, also, for your ministry this evening. My brothers and I would like to greet each one here and welcome each one here to this, our sanctuary, this evening. In the name of our Lord and Savior, who is Jesus Christ. This very night, one year ago, as we worshiped here in the sanctuary, the Lord painted a very beautiful picture in the sky. As the sun was setting, the most beautiful portrait I believe I've seen. And in this portrait, the sun was setting and there was clouds in front of it and there was rays going out from every direction. My little nephew Hudson went and got his mom Heidi said, come look at this, that they were at their house. And Heidi was able to capture that portrait. So we would have that picture. And I have that picture on my laptop in my office as my background. You know, this picture that was painted one year ago, was not just some uh, random event. You see our those from Buckner and those of you know him. We had a brother pass on during the service last year, Brother Bob Gilbert. And after he had passed, The Lord painted that picture in the sky. You know, it wasn't a random event. You know, some of us have some sadness here tonight. But we should have joy. Because our Father in Heaven confirmed to us through that picture that our brother Bob received that state of happiness, even paradise. You know, it's an honor to be a part of this service this night. It's an honor for my brother Steve and my other brothers, but especially for Steve, to bring that spoken word. You see, Steve was Bob's best friend. What an honor and privilege. So our brother Steve will be, Willie, will be bringing 
the spoken word this evening, and I hope you have remembered him in your prayers this day. And uh, Brother Reggie Bendorf will be bringing our invocation, and Brother Joe Williams, the benediction. For our call to worship, I have chosen some scripture from the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians in the second chapter. I'm going to start reading in verse 9 and continue through verse 16. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, except he has the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritually spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judgeth of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that ye may that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So, brothers and sisters, it's our prayer this evening, as we come here to worship, that that Spirit might move amongst each one of you, and that each one of you might be blessed because of it, and profit from it. Brothers and sisters, let's continue our worship by standing and seeing him 309, 309.
Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, it is with gratitude, Father, that we gather into this, your house of worship this evening, Father, to come before you, Father, and to invite your Spirit to continue to be with us this evening. Father, we are aware that there are needs within this congregation. And Father, you are very much aware of those needs. Father, might our hearts be turned towards thee. And might we recognize, Father, the love that you have for us this evening. That, Father, we might rejoice in the gospel that has been given to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And as we come here to worship this evening, Father, we do so to honor and glorify thy name in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that thy Spirit might continue to rest upon our brother, that, Father, as he shares with us this night, those words that he shares come from on high. The Father, our souls would take rest within those words. We would also pray, Father, that your ministering angels would be with us this night. The Father, as we uh, we contemplate the message, we sing the hymns, and we hear the voices of the choir, that your angels might sing with them. Father, this I would pray in your Son's most holy name even Jesus the Christ. Amen. It takes a lot for a reunion to take place, and many of you have given of your time and materials to do that and have exercised that stewardship, and uh, the Lord is appreciative of that, and I certainly am too, but it also takes many funds to pull off a reunion, and uh, the Buckner Restoration Branch is always glad to, to uh, make up that difference. But if you feel so led to uh, give this night or are able to, it would be much appreciated. Would you bow with me? Almighty God, Father, you have blessed us so much, not only spiritually but temporally. To live in a country that's free and to be able to have those things that we need, those just wants and needs. And Father, we know that uh, you are ever mindful of the times the saints gather on these grounds. And so it is, Father, as we pause for this moment to consider our individual stewardship, even that of offerings, 
may you uh, move upon thy people. Now you might bless those that give and those that would good that would give if they had, and that this might uh, continue in the building up of thy kingdom. And so it is, Father. We pray that you might bless these funds that are collected this night, and may you be with each one. Is our prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior, who is Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to read for your hearing as a scripture lesson tonight from the sixth section of the Doctrine and Covenants. Just so happened to be, I opened right up to it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, as I said unto my disciples, Where two or three are gathered together in my name as touching one thing, behold, there will I be in the midst of them, even so am I in the midst of you. Fear not to do good, my sons, for whatsoever ye sow, that shall ye also reap. Therefore, if ye sow good, ye shall also reap good for your reward. 
Therefore fear not, little flock, do good. Let earth and hell combine against you, for if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail. Behold, I do not condemn you. Go your ways and sin no more. Perform with soberness the work which I have commanded you. Look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. Behold the wounds which pierced my side, and also the prints of the nails in my hands and feet. Be faithful, keep my commandments, and ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen.
It's good to be here tonight. I want to thank the choir for what they have just sung. For the Lord told Sister Emma that the song of the righteous is a prayer unto me, and I'm so very happy to be able to sit under that ministry this evening. It was yesterday morning that uh, I was sitting there, probably uh, right next to where Brother Rich is sitting in the prayer service. I felt a need to stand and offer testimony, which I did. But I've noticed that these chairs are a little bit difficult for a tall guy to stand up from. So as I was uh, doing the best I could, I, uh, I just have to tell you something, that I felt the hand of a friend, and I know who it was, to help me up. I'm not old, but the chairs to me are a little difficult to get up. It was not imaginary. I felt it. What a glorious thing it is to be in the light of the latter day glory, brothers and sisters. I wanted to thank Reggie for picking this up for me. This I. uh, Received a little heart shaped from Sister Beth the other day, Monday I believe it was. It has the initials BG on that heart. That's what his grandchildren called him, Brother Bob Gilbert. And uh, she said you could put that in your pocket and uh, use it or when you're preaching or whatever. I said, uh, thank you, I will. I really appreciate that. We wanted to share uh, tonight about this gift of discernment, brothers and sisters. And Brother Bob and I talked about that quite frequently. And I know that we must love and live wisely. And I want to thank the young people for being on the first few rows here. I had asked that they would do that. Thank you for doing that because I want to talk to you after a little bit. Just to love inclusively is to not discern the spirit in which something is portrayed. Consider Emma, who's stayed and didn't go to Utah with Brigham and what was seemingly most all of the other saints. She stood alone with just a few saints. The gift of discernment told her not to go. Honestly, where would we be without her right now? She stayed to raise Sons. I dare say she had the gift of discernment. 
She stayed to raise sons that would lead God's people to a far greater destiny, you see. If ever there were a time and a place for the gift of discernment, it is now. What joy, what consolation to those who observe their covenant by sacrifice to wait on the Lord and be satisfied with the counsel of his word and not lean on man's understanding. Brothers and sisters, if not us, who? Who can the Lord trust to carry on this work out of a love of his word and his ways? He said, where has my work been put to shame among those who have trusted my provision? Has he whom I have chosen become wiser than I? Or have years brought feebleness to my hand? Hath not my eye foreseen? Or are the conditions that confront my heritage a surprise unto me? He said in 1925. You may ask, how long, O Lord, how long will it be before thou dost come and set this church in order? All the while, he says to us, how long, O my people, how long? He said that we must abide in his own time and in his own way that we may have glory and cooperation he said but he qualified that later as did Paul to the second letter to the Corinthians when he said for what fellowship Paul said hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness In other words, he's telling us that there is an opposition in all things. Nephi said there must needs be an opposition in all things. Even from the beginning, you see. And since this is the case, you must judge or discern what you need to know. Or what you need to understand. If you have your Book of Mormon, go to 3rd Nephi just for a moment. Let's look at chapter 8, verse 54 and And behold, ye shall meet together off, and ye shall not forbid any man, any, from, any man from coming unto you when ye shall meet together. But suffer them that they may come unto you, and forbid them not. That ye shall pray for them, and shall not cast them out. And if it so be that they come unto you oft, ye shall pray for them unto the Father. In my name, wherefore hold up your light that it may shine into the world. That just doesn't mean on Wednesday evening, brothers and sisters. 
There are a lot of different lights that people hold up, aren't there? The light of status, maybe the light of money, power, position, etc. But we need to hold up the light of Christ that others may see their way in this dark world of sin. Webster says that discernment is the ability to judge well. Seeing and understanding clearly and intelligently is his second definition. The proverb in the Proverbs of Solomon He said, in all thy ways get understanding. To the young people and you adults, older adults can listen as well. If you have an understanding of something, you know the source from which it is founded. You must come to recognize the master's voice. And walk in that path. Your wanderings from that path will only bring shame and confusion. His means are available and sufficient. We've lost a lot of souls, I might say. The younger folks. To places that are clamoring for your support. With their sounds that lauds the Lord's name. And in these, they have thought they are doing his work. But as I've shared with our people at Buckner, one night, a couple of years ago, I heard a voice as clear as I'm talking to you tonight that said, do you know what you have? I sat up in bed. No one was there. And I knew it wasn't my wife's voice. But it said clearly, do you know what you have? But if you know the Lord's voice, you will not be found outside the gate when it is closed. And remember that gates close. The camouflage of the adversary glitters its way into your life to such a degree that it is hard to shut its doors. But remember, you have covenanted with your Lord to be led by his spirit, that you will always remember him and keep his commandments that he has given you, that you may have his spirit to be with you. You hear these words at least once a month read to you out loud. And that spirit will never leave you astray and never lead you astray. So strive to understand his spirit and what your parents are trying to teach you. Now, as in the case of Eli and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, in 1 Samuel, you'll remember the story. Now, Samuel was a good man. He was a good man, good father. 
He was a high priest in the church. He ruled over Israel for 40 years. Everybody loved him. Everybody respected him. But only if the father of the sons of Hophni and Phinehas would have loved them with a corrective love. I want to go to 1 Samuel just for a moment. I'm going to be look here and pick out a few scriptures for your hearing. Now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto Israel. And how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, Why do you why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all the people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear ye make the Lord's people to transgress. And then here are these words. For I have told him that I will judge his house, the Lord said, forever, for the iniquity which he knoweth. Because his sons made themselves vile and restrained them not. Eli didn't do anything about the fact that his sons were vile. And they violated their covenant with the Lord. Oh, I'm sure he said, you boys shouldn't do that. But it takes more than that, brothers and sisters. And so in verse... 10 of chapter 4 of 1 Samuel. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent. And there was a very great slaughter, for there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. And the ark of the covenant was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. Now I'm convinced that what you do or don't do here today, you may not slaughter 30,000 people because of your sins and your inactions. But even if you cause one person to go astray, let us reason with each other and know That God loves his people with a deep and abiding love. And he gives commandments. He gives laws. He gives ordinances. That all of Israel will not fail. That all of Jackson County will not fail. Because of the sins of a couple of young men. You can go to... uh, the Book of Mormon again. And this time, let's uh, let's look at uh, chapter nineteen, verses thirteen through twenty. In comparison, the father Alma said this to his sons, and they were more successful. 
than what we have just read about. Because of the teachings of their father. Now my son, I would that you should repent and forsake your sins and go no more after the lust of your eyes. But cross yourselves in all these things. For except ye do this, ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, remember and take it upon you and cross yourselves in these things. And I command you to take it upon you to counsel your elder brothers in your understandings. For behold, thou art in thy youth. And ye shall, and ye stand in need to be nourished by your brothers and give heed to their counsel. Suffer not yourself to be led away by any vain or foolish thing. Suffer not that the devil lead away your heart again after those wicked harlots. Behold, O my son, how great iniquity ye brought upon the Zoramites. For when they saw your conduct, they would not believe in my words. Think about that, brothers and sisters. If I'm not valued in testimony, or if I do something that is not right in the eyes of my neighbor, I'm sinning. My neighbor is watching me. Your neighbor is watching you. Don't think they aren't. But listen to those counsels of our brother Alma. Your parents are counseling you for your own good. When you entered this life, you didn't come with an instruction book. Neither did they. But you learn every day, don't you? You have to learn, brothers and sisters. And they are praying for discernment that they can teach you right from wrong. Don't despise the teachings of your parents. Let's go to section 90 just for a moment. And listen to the counsel that the Lord gave to the presidency of the church, no less. Section 90, paragraph 6C. Verily I say unto you, my servant Frederick D. Williams, that's Dr. Williams, you have continued under this condemnation. You have not taught your children light and truth according to the commandments. And that wicked one hath power as yet over you. And this is the cause of your affliction. And now a commandment I give unto you, if you will be delivered... You shall set in order your own house, for there are many things that are not right in your house. And on down a little further, he talks to Joseph himself, the president of the church, and told him that he needs to set his house in order. And that's what we do today. We tell ourselves to set our own house in order, that we may not lose our way or be removed out of our place. It says, brothers and sisters, 
How is your prayer life? Where are you? Where are you in the scheme of things in this journey? How close do you want to be to your Lord? I shared with the uh, folks at the prayer service Sunday these words and I told them and many of you were not here at that point so I'll just bear with me just for a second I'll share this with you I was sitting in my chair as taller than these chairs and sitting by my table there was a, a pin and there was a piece of paper just on the back of a piece of a work order for a job and I felt the leadings of the Holy Spirit and I thought oh okay I told the Lord in thought just a minute Lord I'll go get a pencil I didn't hear a voice but the thought came to me that's not needful So I wrote this in ink, and we are using it now. It's on the back of our uh, of our ten days of preparation for the reunion, and these are those words. Could hardly write fast enough. I showed Joe my chicken scratching. I had a pen. So I had to write. These are the words. Ope your vision to the day. No more to sin. Find the way. Your heavenly king would implore his holy precepts to adore. Trust in his counsel to you by choice. Listen to his words. Learn his voice. A matter of time would you find the way back home. No longer roam. His Son, the Savior, should you choose, in your warfare will not lose. Kindly deeds and truthful labor will increase your heavenly favor. Study prayer and fasting lending waits for judgment yet impending. Hear this counsel while today, heedless wandering, comes the fray. Ecclesiastes, the preacher, said, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. But as long as I'm on this side of the green grass, I want to visit with you, talk to you, enjoy life with you. Speaking as a father and a grandfather, I have a word of advice for you. If in your mind you have determined to serve your Lord unto the end, 
He will bless you and you will know that these blessings come from no other source but that of our Heavenly Father. Know also that he wants you to call upon him and seek his face. For he will quicken your intelligence to receive of him divine guidance in matters of heavenly revealments. For if your heart is pure and your eye single to his glory, he will impart to your understanding in the very moment of your need that which is crucial for your success. Are you listening? In all your getting, as we just talked about, get understanding. Understand this, that the Lord loves you with a deep and abiding love and has loaned you to your parents that they would teach you to walk in his ways. And to you all, trust in the sufficiency of his leadings wherein the youth may find knowledge and the aged strength. There's so much more. To those who have lost loved ones in recent past. The Lord is mindful of your longings. For he too lost his only begotten son. He knows your sorrow and suffering. But if you will take up your cross and bear it as did his son, the way will be made lighter and your joy will be exquisite when you come together again in the Lord's kingdom which is soon at hand to take your rightful place. Brothers and sisters, this God of ours awaits a people to put behind them the frivolities of life And call upon his name for wisdom, for direction, no matter how old you are. Because as he said in 1925, the policies and assumptions against which you proclaim shall not prevail. For I am jealous of my law and whom I shall permit to occupy must minister as a servant Even as did your Lord, he said, for I alone am supreme. And if my people shall be agreed in holding my word and my ordinances in honor and shall keep themselves pure before me and preserve my tabernacles and the holiness into which they have by formality formality dedicated them, Ye shall see the salvation of God, and that speedily. There's so much more I want to share with you. But more importantly, there's so much more 
that the Lord wants to share with you. And as we talked about Sunday and Monday in the prayer services, he wants to walk these very grounds with you only if you would let him. Our sister Brenda put to music that communication, if you call it that. I tried, but I'm not good at that. I thought to myself, I'll see if Brenda can do that. And she did. She sang it in the prayer service. Joe didn't mention anything about that to her. She came to him and said, do you think it would be all right if I sang this? And Joe said, yeah, it's okay. Brothers and sisters, this is just a beginning. So let us start right now to purify ourselves and become holy and clean before him that he can use us as instruments in his hand. God bless you all. Thank you, Brother Steve. We have been blessed this night through the word, through testimony, and even that of counsel. I hope the youth and young adults, and each of us for that matter, especially the youth, through these sermons that you haven't only been hearing, but you've been listening, because there has been much counsel through testimony and through the word that has been shared that would go a long ways for you in life. I hope you heed that. And each of us, for that matter. Let's close our service this evening. We will sing uh, hymn 283. 283, and after which our brother Joe Williams will bring the benediction.
great God of Israel, thou who art from everlasting to everlasting, the great I am, in humble reverence we bow before thee as a congregation of thy saints here in these last days. We've assembled this week, Father, that we might draw closer unto thee, and we offer our thanks that you have met us here in this place. Would you help us, Father, as we continue this week, that we might draw even closer unto thee. Help us in our preparation, Father. Instruct us by the power of your Spirit. Guide our footsteps. Change our countenances, that we might have a countenance of joy and rejoicing. And with great pleasure, welcome the new day. Lord, would you guide and direct us in all things that we do. We offer our thanks unto you for this service this night and the words that have been spoken, words of counsel to us. May we cherish these things in our hearts. May they be a a fuel for the fire that lies within. Guide us, Lord, in every step we take. Help us, Father, to be the people that you have called us to be. We offer our thanks unto thee most especially for the gift of thine only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For it is in his name that I do pray, even the name of that altogether lovely one, our Lord Jesus. Amen.